Imagine our surprise the other day when we were trolling through the headlines and this one popped out at us. Sales of beer, wine, by volume, see historic declines in Canada. StatsCan, this is brand new information from Statistics Canada. So we thought, my gosh, this is sort of uh, flies in the face of what we've been hearing for the last couple of years with the pandemic and whatnot. So let's call Dan Malik again. It's a pleasure to welcome him back to Dr. Dan Malik is a health sciences professor at Brock University in Ontario. He's an internationally recognized expert in drug and alcohol regulation, and he's the author of Liquor and the Liberal State, Drink and Order Before Prohibition. Dr. Malik, Dan, good morning, sir, and welcome back. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me back. Well, it's good to have you with us, Dan. Were you surprised by this uh, stats can revelation the other day showing a decline in alcohol? Even though there's more money uh, changing hands, mm-hmm. the actual volume of alcohol sales is down. And this is at the tail end of a pandemic. Yeah, um, I-, I wasn't really surprised because um, although on a sort of a, a, a overall basis, it's, it, it look, it's a decline. There are some interesting patterns going on when you separate out by different types of drinks. Mm-hmm. So, for example, spirits has been pretty flat, which is not surprising. Uh, wine took a bit of a drop, but it's been on an increase until the pandemic. So I think what we saw there was um, like things like uh, the fact that people weren't having as big events like weddings with as many people and stuff like that. Where yeah, they good point. Right. And stuff like that. Right. But then what's really interesting is the, the relationship between beer and what the StatsCan calls cider coolers and other sorts of cocktails, like spirit cocktails, like mm-hmm. those cans of rum and coke and stuff like that, which has been taking a significant increase. And that's really kind of an interesting pattern there. And also, it's, if I'm not mistaken, craft beer is rising in popularity versus the name brands, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, this isn't shown in the data that StatsCan has pushed out. And I've been talking to some craft beer people trying to get some numbers. We're not quite sure... What happened? Because at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of concern that craft beer would take a real hit, right? Because things like brew pubs were being closed, and a lot of craft beer companies sold a lot of draft. Um, but uh, it lo- but craft beer was up until the pandemic uh, taking an increasingly large share of beer uh, beer sales. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at, and I was talking to some people from the industry, we were trying to sort of sort this out because. Uh, we look at the, the beer sales that have been in decline since at least uh, 2000, I'm looking at maybe 2008, um, and I'm just thinking, I wonder if that's a relationship with the increase of craft beer. Craft beer, beer sure. Yeah, you know, where people are buying craft beer more, which has more alcohol in it often, um, and kind of self-regulating, so you're not having like three or four or five bottles of a four to five percent lager, you might have a couple cans of something stronger and then go, whoa, that's enough, <laughs> you know, but we just don't see what's happening within this data because it's not like selected out enough. It, so then people can see it and go, oh, beer, beer sales are going down, which, which is true. It's beer sales by volume and by, by alcohol, absolute alcohol amounts are going down. Now, we, uh, just a few minutes before your appearance with us this morning, Dan, in the news break, uh, we ran several ads, and here's a portion of one of the ads that we ran literally a couple of minutes ago. On April the 1st, Ottawa plans to raise the tax on beer by another 6%. What do Canadians think? Whoever came up with this idea gets no back bacon, eh? Good day, I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Why don't you tax some other stuff, eh? Like yams. 
confetti or liver, eh? I hate liver. Leave beer alone, eh? Take a hike, Ottawa. We drink responsibly. So tax responsibly. We don't like it, eh? So there's an old roommate of mine, Dan. I used to oh, yeah. share share some space with Rick Moranis back in our early radio days oh. in Toronto and his buddy Dave Thomas. Yes, the McKenzie yeah. brothers have been yeah. reignited to to, uh, to to protest the beer tax. That's yeah. not going to help beer sales, is it? And that's coming up pretty fast. Not at all, no. And, and what's interesting is we... I mean, this is a, a tax that's indexed to inflation. It's something that people tend not to pay attention to when inflation is low. But this year, um, obviously, people are already being really affected by inflationary prices, right? And the problem with beer tax is that, well, there's two problems in my view. One is that it, it really hits people with lower incomes harder because they don't have a lot of flexibility in their budget. Sure. But the other thing is it's something that a lot of people just don't pay attention to because um, you know, it seems that beer seems just like a luxury, right? So, you know, yeah, and a lot of people make this jump to the assumption that alcohol is a problem anyway, so why not tax it higher, right? And yet, as Bob and Doug note, and as many of us know, it's also something that is very much part of our culture. Yes. And, so, and, and so we don't necessarily have to, like, we don't, we don't connect those dots. So, so that's, I think, that's an ad from, like, the beer uh, or the alcohol uh, manufacturers organization or something like that. Mm-hmm, definitely. You and I spoke months ago, and at yeah. that time, our concern was on individual consumption based on yeah. pandemic stats that we were looking at and uh, basically um, talking about how uh, the on, on a personal individual level, there, was, or there were indicators that in some areas, consumption was up. But then, of course, yeah. what the big picture didn't reveal and what we didn't talk a lot about then, and I'm glad to have you back now because you've already touched on it. What we were missing during the pandemic were those gatherings, Dan. You talked yeah. about weddings, yeah. for example, and conventions and parties and, uh, and awards nights. Pick a, pick a topic. And yeah, uh, yeah. generally speaking, alcohol flows fairly freely at those events, and there were none. Yeah, you're right. There were none. And the other um, element of that is that we have this, uh, this idea that... Um, the, the stats when when we saw stats can stats is saying twenty percent of Canadians increase their alcohol consumption. Um, it didn't mention that twenty. I think it was twenty two percent increased and twenty one percent decreased. Mm. But the focus was on this increase, right? So so that and that is again goes to what I was talking about earlier, where we tend to see it as a problem, so we focus on that problem, and when we dismiss like oh alcohol taxes, well that's going to just cause a social better social situation but it does um, inequitably affect people like people with less money indeed Um, but what's also interesting i know i know we're probably running out of time but what's also interesting in the stats is that i was looking at some of the um the the per capita consumption numbers like how much people drink uh per week uh, based upon these stats and canadians actually are fairly moderate in our drinking um we tend per capita it's per capita so that includes like all all people above a certain age, right. but uh, it's like under 10 drinks a week is what Canadians generally on average drink, which is lower than the earlier guidelines. We talked also about those new guidelines. That's right, we did. Um, those recommended guidelines, mm-hmm. okay, they're not official. Um, it's, er, it's lower than those, regu- those earlier guidelines. So we're not exactly the most drunken, <laughs> boisterous uh, country in the world by far, like by any measure. Sure. But we have this perception that we are, yeah. right, that, that we drink so much. And StatsCan yeah. also revealed some interesting generational differences. Apparently yeah. younger Canadians, Dr. Malik, are drinking yeah. less than yeah. older Canadians. That seems to be a reverse. 
Yeah, well, yeah, and this is a generational change, right? So younger Canadians are different people than, you know, younger Canadians 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So, sure. so like Gen Z seems to be drinking less, although I was reading some stuff today that said Gen Z is really likes red wine. <laughs> um, but um, they're drinking less. So what we're seeing in some ways is the older generations. We're not sure if this is older generations drinking less or older generations no longer being with us, right? So mm. the heavier drinking generations are you know, getting older and, you know, what happens. Um, so, um, so that could also be explaining some of this pattern of decline is that there's a younger, a, a younger generation entering the, the drinking age that aren't drinking as much. A final question to you, Dan, and it's great to have you back. Uh, we talked about the beer tax coming in and uh, on April 1st. In fact, it's the excise tax on alcohol. Yeah. It'll apply to more than just beer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a sin tax. The old tobacco and, and alcohol stuff, It's still the, yeah. that's where governments go when they need a little extra loot. And this government spent a lot and they need more than a little extra loot. <laughs> so um, uh, is, is that expect, would you expect then, based on that uh, impending tax hike, to see the numbers? taper off even more they could do yeah um i mean it's it's a it's a signi- the the prime minister's office has said look it's only a three quarters of a cent on a bottle of beer but people don't tend to buy single bottles of beer True. right um and beer is a lower priced item than think of wine and spirits so it will be a bit of a hit however some people are saying that the industry will absorb it because they're already under sort of have stretched a bit. So if they absorb that, they won't lose the customers. Uh, So it may not be an effect on individual consumers, Um, but definitely, and because it's an automatic tax, it's indexed to inflation. It's easy to say, well, you know, if inflation weren't so high, you know, whatever, but it's one of those moments where the government could say, let's just suspend this for a year because we know Canadians are already, um, uh, hit with this now. If this was an automatic tax on bread or vegetables, that would probably have already happened. Right. But because it's a tax on alcohol, it's not the thing that has that kind of, I don't say moral imperative around it. Mm. Right. People can say, oh well, then just don't drink as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and good luck with that one with summer coming on. <laughs> really. Dan, a pleasure to have you back, Dan. Always a treat to have a few moments to have a conversation and get get in underneath the numbers and see what's really going on. Thanks for getting up early on a Saturday and joining us again. No worries. It's absolutely my pleasure.